You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Alright guys, welcome to the show, and welcome to my video store. <laughs> um, this is the Pro Wrestling Rewind. If you're what, listening to us on podcast, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You should watch the stream. We stream every Friday night at half 11 GMT and half 6 Eastern. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somewhere um, between 6.30 and 7 o'clock, your stream pops up. And you know how you'll find out exactly how it pops up? If you click that subscribe button and the bell notification, you'll know as soon as we go live. And absolutely. if you're like, how do I even find you on YouTube? Don't even bother. Just go in your URL and type in the Wrestling Rewind, and it will take you right to our page. Absolutely. That's it. There's no excuse. No excuse for you not to be here. Um, but, of course, we are here on um if you're in the chat, if you're in the stream, let us know and you can, your message will pop up in this lovely little chat box that we have, which I've set up. Uh, finally, Dave, it has happened after uh, uh, many, 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 many promises um, of saying, hey, look, I will update the computer. I'll move it over. This is what the show should look like when we have proper RAM and technology rather than my laptop, which screams and cries every time it tries to stream. So this is what the show is going to look like from now on. Um, I like this background like a lot. We may uh, have to, again, sorry, folks, you're listening audio. We may have to spray paint Dara's headphones white. But other than yep. that. Other than good. that, because I kind of disappear <laughs> off into the background. But look, yeah. it still works. It's okay. Right. I like it. I have my Instagram girl light over here. So mm. that's helping a lot. Um, but other than that, it's all good. Uh, I have to say, uh, James Truepenny kind of told us some stuff after we went off the air last week uh, about the numbers, guys. For anyone who listens on the, the True Penny channel, thank you so much. Uh, the numbers shocked and amazed both Dave and myself. Uh, we do appreciate it, and we're thrilled that you guys like our total nonsense that we talked <laughs> on the show. But uh, no, it is very much appreciated, and we have a lot more uh, to get through. Okay, so Dave, how have you been, man? We're on episode 52, so we're getting wow. up there, man. Really up it there now. Is a great day for wrestling, everyone. Welcome back to the only show hosted by people who don't hate wrestling. And I think you'll see that this week for sure. Um, you know, good, hectic, crazy. Uh, to find a way to fit things in where you didn't think they'd fit. No one, no, no double entendre needed. Point is we are ready to roll. So let's yes. dive into some awesomeness. Dara, you're you're you you pretty good in your video store there. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, I, think, I think it's a place to be from now on. I think it's a fitting place. You can see a nice bunch of wrestling videos there. You know, here's the weird thing. I, I remember this is how you watched wrestling when you weren't, like, taping it. So this works. I think this is very appropriate um, for how it goes. Do you but, have uh, any – just total side note. Do you have any yeah. wrestling 
VHS cassettes, not the ones that like your grandmother taped for you and such, but some oh, actual, actual ones. ones from like the yeah. 90s or anything. Yeah, Dave, they're behind me. Do you not see them? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, are we, we kayfabing your background? Is that uh, what we're going for here? I know, I actually do. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. This is a I, real I, work on. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I personally, um, and I'm, I'll never get rid of it, I have a vhs that's like the best of wrestlemania and it has four random matches on it that aren't the matches you would think are the best of wrestlemania i know oh, yes, there's like a legion of doom table match or something it's it's great i watched it multiple times as a child so here's the weird thing right so you guys had a different distributor for wwe tapes oh, right yeah we had silver vision but then silver vision went bankrupt around like 2004 um, and now WWE UK home videos send out the, t- the videos. They actually support the show as well. So shout out to them too. But it's been a while since Silver Vision. Like you go back and watch even the shows that we're watching now on VHS and Silver Vision pops up and it's like, that's not a thing anymore. So that's how we watch them. Now, now I remember if we didn't tape them, the only solution was to go and buy them. And you'd go into HV, which you guys didn't don't have over there, but it was like a big on like retailer. Yeah. yeah, well, no, no, no. Block, block like was a like a store. Walmart where they just sell like videos also. Yeah, no, uh, HV is more like re- a record store, but also you'd buy videos and DVDs okay. and games. So basically, everything that doesn't exist anymore you could find in that store. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was that was that kind of thing. And you know, you'd go in there and you'd, you'd have the WDB collection around the back beside the, the heavy metal. Um, so even as a kid, I was there a lot. And it was about twenty pounds. Yeah, it was about twenty pounds. Pounds left about two thousand and two. Yeah, two thousand two. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I actually remember for a while. We don't. I haven't seen these metrics in forever now. But um, it used to be regular weekly news stories on what are the highest selling DVDs for this week, and wrestling mm. was always in the top five, if not multiple things within them. Oh man, absolutely! Like Best Buy and stores like that, like that's what people were buying. Like wrestling had a very dominantness, even went into DVDs for a long time. Now with the network, I don't think they push that stuff as hard. But yeah, yeah, like with with WD, like what was it? We've even had like the the whole reason why ECW came back was because of video sales. Yeah, you know, so it was kind of one of those things where we're like, great, this is good. You know, this is what we want. But to answer your question, yes, I had a few of them. I had like they were random collections, so. Backlash 1999 was one because uh, I did. I actually missed that one, so I had to go back and watch it. Um, say Valentine's Day Massacre was one, but I got randomly got that secondhand. For I don't remember how I ended up with that, but it was secondhand. Um, I had WrestleMania X7 because, of course, I did. Everyone had you know you had to the greatest yeah, wrestling did. event of all time. Well, um, oh, you'll see. Wait till you see. Somebody didn't um, watch Crown Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> um and what else yeah there, i had a bunch of them not not that not as many now as you'd normally have but i i had a massive stack of videos but the majority of them were just the black the black tape with the label you know wwf whatever it was on it you know so that was how the majority of us watched rest i think i had um an, an innovation and how my my tape library grew even more was when my dad discovered how to record tape to tape. So you'd go to the video store and you set up one tape and you record a tape and then you take the copy. And that exponentially 
grew out of my wrestling uh, and this library. Is, this is really going to date us as if this whole intro conversation hasn't. But I know you'll know this, but maybe listeners won't. So the most brilliant thing was <laughs> companies that put out VHS tapes thought they were super brilliant when it came to copyright protection. And so there would be mm. this little like black um, knob, essentially, that would like hang off a cassette that would keep it for being read into so you couldn't record it to something else. But like the workaround was literally break this tab off. <laughs> Do you remember what I'm talking yeah. about? No, no. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It just wasn't, <laughs> you know, Sherlock, copyright, they've tried. But the again, the worst thing you can do on this, we've said about this on the network in general, like many times, piracy is always going to happen. So the best way to do it is just make it cheap and affordable and then piracy doesn't happen. Case in point, I have a WWE Network subscription. It is more convenient for me to have a WWE subscription than to steal from WWE. I agree with you 100%. I mean, that's <laughs> Just the reason. Just do that and you're fine. Yeah, so. I mean, for years, Lucas wouldn't didn't want to release Star Wars on VHS tapes because of that. And then even when DVDs came out, he was like, I don't, I don't want to release it on DVDs because I don't want it to be copied. And then he made $4 billion selling it to Disney. And they made movies that nobody would want to copy. So really, he got what he wanted in the end. <laughs> Yeah, no, nobody ever wants to watch it. You know what? I cannot. I don't want to get, get too on Star Wars, but <laughs> if I never watched those movies again, mm. I would not be sad. Like, yeah, I watch Rogue One, the end of Rogue One, a fair bit. Um, but you know, there's only six Star Wars movies, so yeah. that's it. It's fine. But yeah, everyone who's checking out the True Penny channel, guys, thank you so much for uh, your support. And again, look, email us. You know, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. This is the only show where we 100% want you guys to be involved from a point of you pick something, we'll watch it. So I don't know what, I don't know if James has that rule. He always seems has a, a good thing to run through himself. But with us, we're like, yeah, man, if you want to watch it, we will. But before we get into tonight's real topic, we have to talk about what's coming up tomorrow. And again, kudos to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling, you know, I named them my product of the year wrestling product of the year for 2020 um but what Speaking i love which, about- before we before we jump on um oh. yeah it's also worth mentioning the show's up now already on the true penny channel where we sat down with him and we did our picks for the best of 2020 so if you guys haven't for checked sure. that show out please do i'm not sure if the video is up yet but the video is up yeah there you go type in the wrestling rewind watch it it is a super fun show um we all had different answers for everything which I think that just shows you how diverse it is. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, we'll now jump into Dara's topic for wrestling program of the year because he didn't attend any GCW events. <laughs> uh, dude, I can't leave 5K without, uh, outside of my area. Like, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere this year. Well, probably, hopefully, but we don't know anyway. So what great thing about Impact is their pay-per-views are on a Saturday night. I love that. I think that's the way it should be because people have jobs. WWE, please. What are you doing? Like Saturday Night Wrestling just makes way more sense. It's a great thing about uh, NXT as well. But I love the and impact. UFC. Are, UFC and well. UFC, yeah. And it's weird. UFC starts at like five in the morning for us and you can still watch it. You know, it's an event. You'd, what used to happen is you go out to the pub or to a nightclub and then come back and watch UFC locked. That's what you do. Um, yeah. But no, you don't. No, you just stay open. Sad drink, apparently. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure but that yeah. uh I mean I'm sure that's why wrestling pay-per-views are on Sundays to avoid boxing probably was the decision back then. Um back yeah, when, but now, know, people cared, but you know. But now man, like it's 
it I will like the run will obviously I'm going to struggle through, but I'm going to be like, oh, I have work the next morning. Uh, you know, so I'm just like, okay, this is going to suck. But at least it's something that can be done with with uh, AEW, not AEW, sorry, with Impact Wrestling, which has AEW stars on it. We'll get to that. Um, I can just watch it and then live my life normally on on a Sunday. But yeah, fair play. And I think it is because they're aware of their UK base, the way how, how popular they are in the UK and Ireland. So fair play, lads. Good job. But this is happening on January the 16th. Uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, where the Impact Zone is, the event will crown the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship. And this has been deactivated since uh, 2013. So that's a pretty interesting uh, thing in and of itself. But the first match is going to be, obviously, for that. It's going to be the Tag Team uh, Championship, uh, Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Havoc and Navida versus Kira Hogan and uh Tasha Seal. So I don't know. Um, I'm, I think Havoc and Neva have a lot more going into this. They're my pick to win. But when they have these vacancy matches, one of two things could happen. They could end up going straight for his long-term storyline or just paying something off. And it seems like since he brought these back, this is like the first in a series. So really, it can go to either one. Yeah, I don't... Mm. I don't have strong feelings on this one. It could kind of go either, either way. I'm, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's too hard. Jumps to out at me. Like I followed yeah. the storylines, and it's kind of like, well, I don't. Yeah, it's too. It, it's it's one that I think will probably open the show. Um, the that, the flat that said, not complaining. I love wrestling yeah. matches where I have no idea who's going to win. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Six man tag team match: Rick Swan, Chris Saban, and Moose versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. So here you go. I said there's going to be AEW talent on it, and they have the AEW champion. If you want to watch wrestling, <laughs> watch this match. Yeah, I don't absolutely. care if you don't watch the rest of the card. Yeah. I am so excited for this match, and not just the whole Bullet Club thing. It's not just because I'm a huge mark for Luke and Gallows, Luke and Gallows for Gallows and Anderson. Um, but oh my gosh, you got Swan Saban. Moose somehow snuck in, and you know Kenny. And Someone, the has Good Brothers, Someone has to take the pin. Someone has to. Somebody has to take the pin. Yeah, it's, yeah. We, we know who's winning, but yeah. Um, you know, if this isn't fantastic, I, I don't know what else would be. I mean, it's going to be over the top. People are going to pan it for oh, it's too dramatic or not. But I think it'll be a really, really fun wrestling match at the end of the day. Those and people, it, those people who are upset need to come to my video store and watch old wrestling, <laughs> yeah. and then they'll, they'll understand. Be happy. They'll yeah, they'll have a good time. Pick up. Well, I guess you need to take something back, though, Dara. Well, what do I need to take? Back? You told me that there could never be a working relationship between the Good Brothers and people from AEW because of the contract situation. Well, this was my mistake for listening to the marks on the internet. I apologize. This is why you don't believe what's on the sheets. This is why you just watch it and have a good time. Put it um, this way. I was once offered to write an article for someplace and they blatantly, I'm going to leave it super, super vague. And for this particular magazine, they said, hey, make sure you put in quotes for wrestlers. And I said, okay, how do I get in touch with them? And they make said, no, up. just make them up. They're okay with it. And I was like, oh, I will oh. not write anything for you. Because, you know, at the time I was fresh out of school with my d- degree in journalism. But looking back, like, oh, you know, Iconic Magazine would have kind of been fun. But at the same time, man, I don't, I can't do that. Yeah. I Although, to be fair, man, you know, I was once told that from someone teaching journalism to make quotes up. 
Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it, apparently it's a thing that's done. But I can tell you guys that when we say stuff, we we say when we make it up. <laughs> we, don't just <laughs> we, play. Do, we do. We're honest. Yeah, we're honest. Um, look, yeah, but obviously, look, the Omega and Good Brothers are winning this one. There's no way they're, they're losing it. It's just not happening. Uh, and that's why Moose is in the match to take the pin. So it's going to be a phenomenal match. Well, you said it's it's the it's the one match to watch, Dave. Yes. When I go through the card, oh, and well, there, okay, it. there's there's another you know, match that you there's another match. Miss. But here's no, the thing: okay. when uh, this one might have gone okay, under the radar, cool. yeah, this might have gone. That's why we're covering it at the, at the start of the show. This one might have gone under the radar for some people. Make it your business to watch this show because it's very easy to watch this show. You can actually download the the Impact app on Roku on the Roku box I'm like oh wow it's there so fair play man you know they've really gone above and beyond to make this easy to watch and, I know you've you know, been alternating is this one of the free ones or is this one of the four ninety nine dollars or, or I believe, don't quote me on that price yeah look I'm, I, I'm not sure myself but even if it is uh, one to pay I'm, I'll probably pay, I'll, I'm in I'm more than likely uh, pay it if not on the night uh, probably later on but I'm more than likely will be watching it live because yeah. uh, it's worth it like I'll explain why when it, when we get to it. But uh, my it's interest blowing, is blowing, blowing, away. blowing, blowing my mind. Absolutely, that I'm so this excited for them. Well, look, Manic, uh, Chris, Chris Bay, and Rohit uh, Raju is the next match for the X Division Championship. Now, I I love uh, everything that Rohit is doing. I think he's uh, one of the best things to happen to the to the X Division, and the fact that Manic now has the belt again, it has that cool dynamic where uh, we've never really seen. Where he actually chased the belt for this long. Uh, Manic is obviously, you know, uh, TJ Perkins. So, uh, phenomenal wrestler in and of itself. I'm very excited for this one. This, I hope they open with this match because this will be a really cool match to set the set the the pace for everything. But we have to see. I'm going to say Manic probably retains. It's probably a bit too soon for he to. Uh, to re- retain but Chris Bay is definitely the one taking the pin on this one it's tough because I actually really enjoy Chris Bay's work so do I but uh, that tag a, match we watched yeah. a couple of weeks ago I was like oh he's the standout from this tag yeah, um, yeah I think you're going to keep it with TJP or Manic because um, you know build it add some reputation to it you got enough craziness going on to this show that as weird as this sounds a title changing hands and, and mm. not that the X Division title is a minor title. It's not. It's what built the company. But it's not going to grab the same headlines as if, say, they do this in the next pay-per-view that they have. So put yeah. out the crazy two matches that we know you're putting out. And maybe let TJP develop a little bit more and add some more meaning. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of titles on the line here tonight. So our next title match, uh, which is the last one of the night, is um, Your Girl. Diana no, Perazzo. I, I don't see Dashwood on this list. I'm looking. <laughs> uh, Diana Perazzo versus Taya Valkyrie. For the Am I allowed to pick up? Oh, no. Don't say that. What? You have to say it now. That's the rule. Oh, um, you know, based on the amount of water that they hydrate oh. themselves with during the day. I see. I see. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Perazzo to retain. <laughs> I like that you know what I mean, even though that's the farthest from what I could possibly mean. You're yeah. brilliant, Dara. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I think Jersey Girl's got this one. I don't see her yeah. giving up the belt yet. I no, think that she will have a feud with Emma. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Dashwood. Um, so I think I think up. she will. They, they should build the next, like, Bound for Glory around her versus Emma. 
Or it's not my also, first week. Yeah. Or, by the way, to those of you who are listening on the True Penny channel, um, if you want to buy me a set of gloves like Emma wears, <laughs> I'm totally down for that. I'll give you my address. Oh, but man, just, only if I just, see the purchase order first, or else I'm not you should, giving you my address. But see, you need to start an OnlyFans, Dave. Oh, I need an OnlyFans. Okay. Yeah. All, 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 what's it? Only Dave's. <laughs> only <Like> Dave's. <laughs> it's just juggling videos and uh, payments videos for my Emma the, gloves. That's all. And it that's, is, a, really. that's all it is. Exactly. Um, only okay, only then, hands. It'll be an only hands. Only hands. Brilliant. Yeah, I love yeah. it. That's great. It's hashtag save Dave. Hashtag only hands. <laughs> juggler. Uh, the next match is an old school rules six pack tag team match, which I'm really glad they didn't refer to this as like an ECW or hardcore or whatever. I'm glad you just called it this because that's kind of what it is. But uh, Impact have learned to stop using WWE IPs basically as a thing. So I'm really glad that they went. They still are going to have that kind of match, but it's not going to be detriment to them. Now, I'm uh, not sure if you agree with me. Mm. But I, for one, do believe that old school rules. <laughs> come on, come on. Play with me for a second. That makes sense. No. Old school, comma, rules. I know, I get it. I get it. You, you get just, it. You just won't, you won't give me a laugh. Just, no, no. You're not. No, nothing. No. Fired from this. Trip. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Dewar versus Cousin Jake. Rhino and Tommy Dreamer. They should have had. They should have called Cousin Jake Cousin Merle. They missed a chant. Uh, they missed a beat there. Because then, well, you know, then it takes a big spot or misses a pin or something. You can just have them go, "Oh, Cousin Merle," and get a pop from everybody. But no, they should do that. There you go. Free check. Free ideas. You don't need to pay me. I'm gonna go. I I want. Um, I want Rhino to win this because I love Rhino. Um, but yeah, they're not going to. I think it's going to go to Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Dewar. But see, what's weird about this is, well, first of all, it, yes, I agree with you 100% on the outcome. It's just hmm. Eric Young in there is a bit of a mind uh, messer for me because why? Well, because I want to see. Okay, I know it wasn't a very successful gimmick, but when you had the what were they, the New Blood versus the old school ECW guys in mm. WWE when they finally merged yeah. brands together. Yeah. Um, I liked that all the new blood guys were. Oh new. yeah. The new, the new blood versus the extremists. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. What, imagine, what a, imagine doing that one nowadays. Oh, um, well. yeah. hmm. But so, if anyone doesn't know, that's what they actually called them. So it was a thing. Yeah. Don't, don't, it's, don't, don't cross us out of the algorithm. It's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they didn't call them the fundamentalists. <laughs> So what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. Anyway, go on. Well, yeah, so my, my only point here is I wish it was somebody other than Eric Young and you keep that entire yeah. uh, team younger. Mm. No pun intended. Keep that entire team younger. Um, but either way, I agree with you. I, yeah, um, but I, I think the, the oldies never win these types of matches. But I, but I think Eric Young being there kind of adds that sense of uh, gravitas to the match, you know, where it's just like, hey, we're going to come in here and, you know, they're going to learn from it. It makes more I, sense. I agree with you that the audience would not care as much without Eric Young there. And I agree with you that the wrestlers, the younger wrestlers in this match will learn a lot from Young and the opponents. This, this feels a lot like Ray, uh, very early TNA with Raven's Lock when CM Punk was there. 
Hey, there was some interesting so, news about Raven in the uh, Wrestling Wire this week. Don't know if you picked up on there. that. I didn't pick yeah. up on it. No. Okay, let's play Dara doesn't follow the news. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for this to happen. Um, okay, I deserve so this. So I do which of these do you think is true? See, this is hard because it's Raven, so it really could be anything. Bear with me. Right, go on. Go on. Um, sorry. When I read up close, I got to take off the gimmick. Um, all right. So, Raven, Raven, Raven is putting out a set of poems in a not novella style. Odd phrasing, but whatever website. Okay. Um, Raven blames Shane McMahon's friendship for killing his WWE career, or. Raven says that Punk would not talk to him backstage in Impact before their segments. Get me back on. I'm going to go with the second one. Is the second one true? Is it? Very true, yeah. Oh my God, that's unreal. Wow. It was during a recent interview. Um, He said that, uh, yeah. He basically was complaining about I didn't about Google his, that. I didn't Google no, that. No, no, you didn't. I was watching your hands. No, yeah. uh, he basically said the Johnny Polo gimmick didn't suit him, would have been mm-hmm. better for Shane McMahon, and that they were really close friends behind the scenes. And, wow. Um, they started to drift apart, and then his friendship with Shane drew heat from Vince and Linda for some reason, and he added, and I quote, this is, yeah, that's true. Me and Shane used to be really tight, but we drifted apart. He, he'd go out with me every night. Big heat with Linda and Vince. The boys thought I was kissing for my career, but it actually killed my career, giving me heat. So apparently, wow. if you're friends with the owner's children, <laughs> unless you're Triple H. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. But um, okay, so um, the next match is Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan in a barbed wire massacre match. And this has been the first barbed wire massacre match that hasn't evolved a bit in TNA Impact Wrestling. So I am pumped for this. They're always good matches. Sammy Callahan is going to do some very disturbing things. And this looks like it's, again, what we talked about, they're building up this feud that's been building for about two, three years now at this point. So this is probably the blow-off. I don't know who's going to win this one. I say the winner of this match is everybody. Um, but maybe Eddie Edwards finally gets his... Uh, his revenge. I it, here's what it comes down to: Is this the end, or do they keep going? I think this is the end. You know, I, wh- how where do you top? How do you top it? Well, I suppose you. Well, we talked about um, Slam Anniversary coming up, right? Yeah, but like, what did he do next? Full Metal Mayhem, and I would say this is I an would, AEW. How dare you? <laughs> Full Metal Mayhem was an Impact match. Was uh, that, what was the match called with Omega and um, Skateboard Dude? You're welcome, AEW fans. Darby oh, Allen. I don't remember. Similar yeah, to that. Some, it was something to that. But Full Metal Mayhem is like TLC for Impact Wrestling. Well, here's all that I will say. I'm going to pick Sammy Callahan. And it makes no sense. And Eddie Edwards is going to win. So I want mm. to preface it that way. That said, I've had the privilege of witnessing Sammy Callahan in a backyard while allegedly very intoxicated, doing very, mm. very dumb things to his body. Allegedly, I love him to death. So, right. no pun intended. So, as I said, dude, we all win. We all, we win. all win. We all win. Um, I hope. I hope it's the main event. It deserves oh, to be. God. Deserves Just, to be. 
flashbacks of Sam. Yeah, it's going to be unbelievable. So the next match is, and it's kind of is a little bit underwhelming after a barbed wire massacre match. Uh, the Craddy Man versus Ethan Page. I'm going to go with Ethan Page because, yeah. Why isn't this on the pre-show? Why is Myers it, and Alexander on the pre-show and not this? Yeah, that should be on the pre-show. Uh, Impact, please don't have that on your show. Uh, it's not needed. It's a bad thing. People will be like, it was a great show almost, but it gets a D for this match. Yeah, not good. No one wins. Um, You're going to have Rose- more eyes on this pay-per-view than you've had in a very long time because of that well, six-man tag match. Yep. Don't F it up. Absolutely. But you know who is on the card? In an intergender tag team match? <laughs> Our girl, Emma. With Caleb, Caleb with a K, and Caleb with a K are facing Rosemary and Crazy Steve. Not to be confused with Crazy Steve from my Carly. I'm pretty sure they get that confused a lot, but it's not. It's Crazy Steve from Impact Wrestling. I'm going to go with Emma because, uh, you know, my heart wants what it wants. No disagreement for me here. Yeah. None at all. I didn't Absolutely. realize that. Uh, I didn't realize that Caleb was the person currently portraying suicide. Spoiler alert. I probably with should a, do spoilers beforehand. <laughs> with yeah. a K. With a K. Caleb with Su- a K, remember. Suicide with a K? Is that how he's doing it as well? <laughs> oh, man. They need to bring that music back, though. That was like that was the best music Impact had next to Motor City Machine Guns and AJ Styles non-rap. Oh, the It's Time to Fly? Yeah, that was so yeah. good. So good. Really I, 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 WWE should have just bought that for him. Because that's so much better than his current music. Even though I like his current music, it's still like it's time. To, that's what I associate just else with. So, you know. Anyway, just think of it this way: the last person to come out to that theme song, possibly ever again, was Hornswoggle. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, guys, that's going to do it uh, again. This time, ne- this time tomorrow is when you will be hyping up for it. Um, I think it starts at eight p.m on the impact app uh i'll probably be tweeting live tweeting it dave might be doing that as well um, and we'll do a review of it next week but definitely do go over to impactwrestling.com for all the updates uh T- impact wrestling hard to kill live tomorrow from nashville tennessee so we are going to switch gears now and talk about our main topic huh full gear no <laughs> no 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 we are going to switch gears and talk about I'm so glad I you well one I picked the show I remember that this show is good and also that we, we already done sold out so if you guys look on the screen you can see what uh, the, the card but um, before we get to that Dave I'm really oh, glad Garrett, that why I don't you tell us. them what happened when I started watching this show today so my main thing was I'm like I can't tell Dave why I want him to watch this random episode of SmackDown because told me don't look up anything I didn't no. look up a thing I didn't no. even read the synopsis when I clicked I'm play so I just no. clicked play yes because you would have ruined the surprise you would have yeah. ruined my the whole reason why I wanted you to watch it took about four minutes before Derek received a text yeah he sent me a text message saying what the hell why is it all Triple H matches <laughs> or something similar and I'm like. What are you upset about? It's all Triple H matches. It's great. So this episode of SmackDown actually fits. It, it's actually really important. Um, initially, I was just kind of joking with him. But it actually turns out in our little timeline that we've been doing, 
it's extremely important. So it answers loads of questions. Um, so initially, we we're going to do sold out, sold out 1999, but we've already done that. It's on the channel. And as I was going through all the channel, I'm like, we've already done sold out 1999. So, but this one falls in just before Unforgiven 1999. Why are you shaking your head, Dave? I, I still don't no, forgive why? you. No, hold on a second. Hold no, on. this resets Let's everything. Sold out, World War Three. I'm good. I'm picking the next paper. No, hold on a second. Yeah, hold, no, on. hold on. Hold on. And no, also, no, 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 I, understand, hold on. I understand that you wanted to leave out, you know, certain words because, you know, but direct message text to Darren. Are you essing me? An entire episode of Triple H gimmick matches. Really super angry face. What does <laughs> my friend, my colleague, my my co-host here respond with? Bunch of laughy faces. Yeah, because I, I I had my fun, and that's the main thing. But all I'm saying to you is, it's like initially it was just a joke, and then I, I thought was, it was a joke. I no, even was watching like, joke. oh, haha, this isn't really happening. McMahon's just saying it. No, it happened. Now, in, again, initially I was joking, and I was like, okay, this is funny. Let's make fun of Dave. But as I was watching it, I'm like, this is probably the most one of the most important episodes of SmackDown ever for this time period and the can reason why my issue can i can i just get it out there right okay the go on. absolutely go on yeah it featured triple h and it was amazing storytelling from start to finish everything that happened on this stupid episode of smackdown was done perfectly and the fact that they were gimmick matches made more sense because you wanted to build up the drama and Triple H only knows three moves anyway. So this allowed him to be more experimental and it was just absolute brilliance. And that's why I hated this episode of SmackDown because I did not want to like this and you made me like this. Bad Dara. Bad. See, and this is, this is why, I, you know, you need to watch, you know, the Triple H hate is completely unjustified. But remember, well, this is one of the episodes of SmackDown that's completely burned into my brain. It was, I, this it was is, fantastic. It was fantastic. Utterly it was amazing. Fantastic. It was you know amazing. what this was that we don't what? see nowadays? This was what? an actual TV show. Yeah. This was an actual episode of a television show where you followed a character's arc throughout the entire thing. I, I, I was blown away. We don't get this. We haven't gotten no. this in 20 years. No. I mean, I'm just. It was amazing. They tried like, it with Daniel Bryan in like, what, 2014, 2015-ish? But I mean, still. Yeah, but he's a, B, like this. he's a B plus player. Triple H is the game. You're you know? <laughs> But um, okay. The main the main reason why this worked. And it again, like it's so important that I didn't even realize it's that important. But so much happened in this where I'm re-watching it and I'm like, oh my god, this is like one of the most important episodes of SmackDown ever. Or of, of WWE programming ever, right? It features the last match of Ken Shamrock in WWE ever. It features the departure of The Undertaker. We wouldn't see him again until Judgment Day 2000. And these things just kind of happen in a throwaway segment where you, you don't really know what's going on. You see the, one of the last appearances of uh, the British Bulldog in the main event. It sets up Unforgiven and everything that happens there. It features the last Boiler Room Brawl match. It features one of the only times that you see an Inferno match on TV. It features, that was a shock. That was, right? That was a complete shock. Uh, it features the only two-on-one casket match I can recall in SmackDown history. And one of the only casket matches that doesn't actually involve The Undertaker. Very true. Very true. So and it's also, just... 
maybe so a lot of people have triple h in their minds as you know corporate triple h we see now who you know for a payday comes out every so often on a motorcycle for a match payday because he needs it well you know (laughs) so (laughs) bitcoin's gonna burst eventually so (laughs) but my point is um and since this episode's theme even early on was we're old apparently um it was really cool watching hey hold on hold on i still get business to my video store yeah you (laughs) are you are you you in clerks like no you don't so um, (laughs) yeah right you know Um, actually one one of the the things i did actually want i did want to own a video store so i am kind of sad that that's a dead technology now my parents actually did own a video store when i was younger see that's cool man that's cool that was it anyway stop distracting me point is we're old um and man uh seeing undertaker in that fashion is so so different from how one i thing, see undertaker ever but one thing that's so weird cool. i missed out on that that like could move around a lot do thing this sounds terrible but you know what i'm trying to say i like, do know what you mean whoa. but it, it, isn't it weird though as well that undertaker was american badass undertaker like a full year before he was like that was the first time it, that you ever saw undertaker like that right no ever like yeah it was hit oh, he, not just me you mean everybody no yeah. ever every because yeah because oh, this wow. was around the time the undertaker was actually getting ready to leave wwe and there was talk he was going to go to wcw and just do that gimmick in wcw but he was injured and this was him leaving so you never saw undertaker because it was the ministry were still a thing the ministry were hanging out with him but he was just like i'm just gonna wear this wwe shirt and headband and that was it it was weird it was such a, and i didn't appreciate it as a kid because i was nine uh <laughs> nine or ten nine or ten and uh, now going back and watching it, i'm like oh wow this was super important this was like so understated that it went away in your head you know and then when you came back you're like oh this makes more sense but again it, it's just one backstage segment that you don't even really think about he basically crucifies uh x-pac and beats him to death nearly enough which is the most vicious that was brutal beating. Yeah, on, on network television, mind you, like UPN, free TV, not, not UPN, cable. No, Ooh. killed you get, Xbox. You get away with some stuff back then. He pulls X. Basically, what happens is he pulls Xbox out, and he's in bits. We'll talk about when we're running down the show, but crazy man, absolutely crazy. But yeah, like this show again. I, I saw some people online call it the Herculean labors of Triple H, and I think that's fantastic. That should be a DVD. That you know, that that's actually what I wanted to jump to, other than Undertaker and. Uh, God, it's weird saying this, but it was really cool watching Triple H as a kid. Mm. Watching him as a kid really turn into the star that he would be in the next couple of years. Yeah. As you said, this sets up a lot of things, and we knew he was on the path, and sometimes 2020 makes it a little difficult for hindsight, but he looked like a kid just trying so hard just get what he was but promised see, did, this man, is, did, it hit me it worked and i'm only saying kid because at the time he was younger than i am now obviously triple h is much older than i am but so this is true this people. is this is triple h for me this is triple h but you know what i mean he had that like that vulnerable no, I do know what you mean. kind of but this is it this is like he, he's you know he's out there and he's trying stuff and they kill him like he goes through absolute hell but it's amazing and what's cool about it is like we should have probably started with this um, when you're watching Unforgiveness, a lot of it makes sense. Like, he is the kind of hero of the entire thing, even though he's like the biggest villain in the whole thing. 
it's his story. The whole thing is like 1999 is his story. 2000 is his story. The Rock, Austin, and Mankind are just kind of there with him. But it's so amazing when you you kind of take a step back and you're like, well, it was Triple H the entire time. Yeah, even though this episode, this episode of SmackDown made everything else make more sense, make me believe why. Listen, I didn't understand why when Triple H returned in 2003, I think, um, why he got such a stand ovation at Matt. Thank you. At uh, Madison Square Garden. um, Yeah, now makes sense. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, I get it. but okay, so the card is up on the screen for anyone who is watching us. Um, so basically, the whole story this is the week before Vince McMahon came back and defended Linda and Stephanie, uh, uh, Linda, Stephanie, and Shane, because uh, Triple H was freaking out that he lost his title or he was bullying them, all this stuff, and he gets beaten by Vince McMahon, thanks to his uncle Steve Austin. There's a six-pack challenge set up. The referees are on strike still. They're still doing the scab referee thing. This is oh, after man. SummerSlam, a couple of weeks after SummerSlam. One week before Unforgiven. A couple of days. Two days before Rebellion. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yes. So, yeah, this is what I mean. This is this is why it's so important. They would never do this ever. This is such a crazy time, and I love this time of wrestling. It's brilliant. It's the best period of wrestling ever. Anyone who says anything different is wrong. Um, it's amazing. The are. I'm sorry. You know, it's facts are facts. Um, I like the late I, 80s. Still wrong. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, this is brilliant. Like, they just they tried so much. It was such a cool, unique period. And they've never, ever replicated this specific feel again, you know? Uh, but anyway... So that was your context. Triple H came out and he's like, look, I'm going to Unforgiven. Vince is like, no, you're not. I'm back in as CEO. I've relinquished the title on Raw. We have a six-pack We have a six pack challenge, the first ever six-pack challenge at WWE. You can be on it, but you have to go through each member in the six-pack challenge, not together, but in a series of matches one after another a gauntlet but a gimmick gauntlet you have to face Big Show in a ch- choke slam match you have to face um, Kane in an Inferno match The Undertaker in a casket match uh, a bu- Mankind a Boiler Room Brawl and The Rock in a Brahma Bull Rope match now pretty much as soon as that's over Big Show comes out and destroys Triple H because no way he's able to choke slam him. And, you know, it's like, that's it. So Triple H starts the night off with a big L and um, down to climb. Obviously, not much to it. It was pretty much just, it, it was literally less than two minutes. It was to, you so, know, it was to fill that yeah. doubt in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I've decided from now on that any time that we talk about Vince McMahon, I just want to give people his age. Um, so... Vince McMahon, during the whole Steve Austin hyped up, getting in shape, totally legally, uh, period, the dude was 60 years old. This episode of SmackDown happened when McMahon was 60, 61 years old. I cannot, yeah, I'm I'm still trying to comprehend that from when we looked that up a couple weeks ago. Like, I assumed Attitude Era Vince was like late 40s, 50s. No, like Shane's 28, McMahon's 60-something. It's, yep. What? Yeah. 
Dave, man, you know, it's one thing that modern WWE doesn't do. It doesn't really give you this context. It, met- it mythologizes so much that it loses its its impact, its feel. And one of the things that we're privileged to do is be able to go back and watch these shows in context and provide that context to people. Um, it's brilliant. You just don't get it. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you really have. To, and even myself, as I said, a lot of this stuff is burned into my brain. But there's still certain things I miss. And obviously one of them that I missed was the whole Undertaker thing. But yeah, Vince Vince wasn't wasn't a young man. No, he's he, doing he wasn't. at 60 that I can't yeah. do at 32. So Absolutely. God bless him. Um, yeah. And the, yeah, I just... So the next match was a short, and I mean really short, count-out victory for X-Pac over European champion Mark Henry. And it was pretty much uh, shenanigans. Like, there's a couple of players who repeat over and over again here. Triple H, China, X-Pac, uh, Mick Foley, The Rock, and The Undertaker would kind of repeat throughout the whole night, and obviously Vince. Um, but yeah, shenanigans. Count-out victory for uh, Mark Crenny, thanks to D'Lo Brown. X-Pac disappears, and he comes back later on the night. Triple H in his second match, the yeah, infernal so match with Kane. On that one, super yeah. quick. Um, this is another great thing about how context changes the way I perceive the product. And X-Pac is one of them. Um, I've, I've listened to his shoot interviews. I've, I know that he gets lots of credit for things and that somehow he was important. What you don't get unless you actually go back and watch these shows in context with their pay-per-views like we've been doing is, wow, he was super over. Super like, over. Super, super beyond what you'd expect to be over. Yeah. And so that then gives it like, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but honestly, I, I his opinions meant nothing to me prior to when we started doing this show. And yep. now that we are, I'm like, oh, like he, he gets it all. He's spot yep. on. He knows everything when it comes to moves and, and execution with the crowd, which is most, you know, the most important thing here. So also, did hats you, off to Xbox. There's but did you know? Thing. Did you notice that drink he was drinking? Uh, that, that was a big thing for a while. Even in SmackDown Two, he comes out holding it. It was the DX drink. DX had a drink. Yeah, that was a weird. It never made its way over here, but it's, it's like the the DX hockey jersey to our football jersey <laughs> that we never Things got. Things that you want but you never got. I it. want that so badly. Still, if someone has that, I will fucking buy it off you. Because Apparently like, we just, can curse on our stream. Well, we can do what we want. Um, but, but yeah, <laughs> there look, goes no need to beep. <laughs> need to beep. But no, I, seriously, if someone knows where I can get one, you know, only hands, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. The next, the next match was the Inferno oh, match. Man. By the way, the setup. Now I think this was taped. To be fair, I think it was, but the setup was super quick. Like they just had it there. It was like, oh, okay, I guess they have all this stuff just lying around. Like well, again, SmackDown was all taped during this time period, wasn't it? It was. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Actually, it was. Yeah. But what was cool about this was right. Is it was on Thursday night. They actually uh, they would tape it on Tuesday, but. Uh, play on Thursday but in my head as a kid I'm like oh wow do you just have all this stuff like in the back <laughs> so but it was but to be fair <laughs> yeah, right. no no but when you during this time period yeah kind of you know it's yeah, like kinda. yeah kind of like they might actually have this stuff just lying around the back because they used to do and a phrase that I love that Vince McMahon did a lot but they haven't done in years in this very ring tonight 
which is like they haven't said that in years and it's like okay this is going to be something big so you mean it's going to be a cage match or a title match or something they don't do that anymore it's like yeah. it just kind of happens and has no meaning towards it like you're never going to watch Raw and go okay in this ring tonight I'm going to challenge you to a cage match it just wouldn't happen you're like no okay you know why doesn't that happen I don't know like it, for me it's like if you're in a feud with someone or if you're like right you beat me last night in a in a, a straight match Tonight, I'm not satisfied. We're going to have a cage match tonight. To Sometimes prove we are. they use it for fake-outs. I'm thinking back. Like I feel like maybe Dolph or, or, or Miz said something in the past. But, I mean, they don't use it. You're right. Exactly like you're talking about. That is actually something I'd like to see them bring back. And, honestly, um, I blame Mick Foley. I think it's his really? fault. Yeah, because one of his signature lines would become, you know, we actually in a segment with The Rock, he did say yeah. like in this ring, but then that yeah. Yeah, that would evolve into his line of right here in Phoenix, Arizona. By the way, I was so. I was so glad when he actually in 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 his segment with The Rock on this show, he didn't say where he was, and I'm like, this is so refreshing. You know, it's so much less forced when he goes, oh, we're gonna we're gonna beat we're gonna win tonight here. And I was like, well, that sounds so much better than here in Phoenix, Arizona, or something like that. You know, um, I think but he, yeah. But at this point, I think he has to. For nostalgia purposes, you know, he has to. But, yeah, it's really cool to see him actually in the moment. Not, you know. But then, then again, that's because Mankind was going to be the one that gets that boost. He was going to yep. be the one to get that cheap pop. So yep. as Rock and Sock, it makes sense that Rock wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Um, fair enough, match, a, pretty, like, a very short that's match. That's the most brilliant pretty... thing I've ever said. That's, that was, like, actually insightful. It was. Write that but down, look, people who are listening. That's not going to happen for another six months. This Inferno match was very short, but I really yeah. enjoyed it at the same time. I thought it was like the perfect length for an Inferno match. There was that moment when Kane was holding Triple H against the rope was like kind of a choke out. I'm like, he's not getting like lit on fire right now, but he is in pain. You cannot get that close to fire and not feel it. That shocked me. The choke, the, you know when they do like the big spots in the fire go up? Yeah. That's cool. Like when he did the choke slam. And like you're like, oh wow, that's like the four chokes down Triple H is taking tonight. The <laughs> yeah. poor guy is just the poor guy is getting killed. Like it's just you know. Um I, I did Undertaker obviously would come out then. Actually I love the spot when Midian and Avisa run out and uh Kane actually flies over, does the flying choke slam and then runs up to X Pac. And basically, he gets knocked back. His hand goes on fire. So Triple H wins. He's not really involved in in the decision at all. Um, and <laughs> no, runs up to, but I love the fact that Kane runs up. His hand is still like legit on fire, and he runs up to X Pac to see if he's okay. And then your man runs out and like fire like fire extinguishes him down. Right. And he's just like, oh, okay, all right. And I love the fact that like Kane was so worried about X Pac. That he just wanted to see if he was okay. I thought it was yeah, a great little storytelling. I didn't even think it was that he got. Maybe I'm remembering incorrectly, but I didn't even think it was that he got like pushed back so much as he needed to go save Xbox. He's like, ah, oh, this match is over, and like it just looks like he just sets his hand on fire by himself and then just. just oh really? And save okay, him. that makes more. That makes I could more be sense. interpreting it differently, but yeah, I viewed it as this match needs to be over now. Kane. You could have just run Xbox, but Sadie set his hand on fire. Plus, you know, there was nothing on Triple H that was guarded or protected to signify yeah. that he'd be the it, one it, set on fire. So again, this is a, you know, yeah, this is the second kind of 
Inferno matches are kind of dumb because it's like the guy who's obviously more covered is going to be the one on fire, not the guy who isn't. You know, it's just it's reckless. And the less said about the fiend matches, the, the better. Uh, but this was fun. <laughs> I thought this. I thought this was really good. I really enjoyed this. Um, they just. I'm, I'm so glad we're not covering that. Yeah, yeah. They modern just, WWE. Modern WWE is just upsetting. It's so upsetting because uh, you see I, how I good it, it is. It, it, it's so much potential, and then you just. Yeah, you set somebody on fire and you want us to believe murder? Murder yep. is what you're going for? You're allowed to operate during a pandemic and your response is murder? <laughs> Guys, we are going to have to take a break if you're listening to us here on Phoenix 92.5. Not, not just a break. We're going to take a break on the stream. We're going to have to say goodbye if you're listening to us on Phoenix FM. If you're listening to us on Phoenix FM only, what are you doing? Go over and check out the stream live or go over to Nerds No Media. The Wrestling Rewind. Get those audio uh, files and check it out because we obviously go a fair bit longer than just the 55 minutes um, but thank you for joining us we're here every Tuesday at 8pm Greenwich Mean Time uh, again hashtag save Dave and hashtag only hands for Dave yep. uh, we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll put a link below for my only hands account absolutely we'll be back really next week that doesn't exist We'll be back on Phoenix 92.5 next week. But for everyone else who's listening, we're going to uh, keep going with the the Herculean trials of Triple H. And guys, we're back. Um, We didn't take a break there. We just thought we'd keep going. I mean, I took Um, a break. I'm I'm Googling whether only... Oh my God, there's a hashtag for it. Of course there is. Rule 34. Or Rule 37. I can't remember which one it is. It's It's one of them. Anyway... Dave, let's stop getting distracted by weird pornography. Oh, we've lost him, folks. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll log off. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm astonished. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely I, I astonished. Don't, don't know why you're astonished. It's the internet. I, I rule uh, 34. I know. My yeah. Is it rule 34? It is rule 34. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> the next match was the reformation of the New Age Outlaws. Wait, before we get to that, um, we yeah. didn't address this earlier and I wanted to, and you mentioned scab referees. Only Vince McMahon <laughs> has the balls to run a union storyline when he's literally firing talent that are threatening to unionize. This wouldn't be the only time he did the union. You, we haven't gone back far enough where the union are a group and they're yeah. a heel group. Just what? Oh, and the other yeah. thing that stood out for me that we didn't mention was... Um, how long did Michael Hayes do commentary on SmackDown? I had no idea not, not he was ever a commentator. Not long, sure. Dude, he was did commentary on Rebellion as well. I know that, but I thought that was like a one-time thing. I didn't realize no. he was doing weekly. Uh, he didn't do weekly. He'd just show up sometimes and do it. Well, that actually sounds like him, so fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was cool. See, again, like stuff like this, they just try stuff, and if it worked, it worked. I lo- actually really enjoyed Mike, uh, Michael Hayes and Michael Cole on commentary. They're a really good really team. Good. Really, really good team. And I I've never it. been so excited to listen to Michael, Michael Cole. Cole. Yeah. Like really emphatically just saying, man, China's pulling off Jeff Jarrett's pants. Oh my God. Like I was like, I, was I didn't, lo- I wasn't a fan of Michael Cole growing up because like it was Michael Cole. Like WDB told you not to like Michael Cole. He was the rock's bitch basically all the time. And then hiding rights bitch in a different way. I've mean, uh, been a coal miner for life, so fair enough. But what I what I but the thing about it is when he was on, 
and it was just loud work. He was really good. And uh, yeah, like obviously I'd much rather watch pretty much anything with Jim Ross uh, doing commentary. But this was a great performance for him. And um, this is some of the strongest Michael Cole commentary you can hear. Him and Michael P.S. Hayes really should like re- reform. They were they were good. They but were anyway. Good. It's the only Michael Cole's team that I like more than... Um... The Michael Cole, Josh Matthews, NXT on sci-fi. That was good. Some of the greatest wrestling commentary you will ever hear in your entire life. Absolutely. Controversial, yes, but I stand by it because I had to recap those shows. Oh, it was good, man. It was good. Cole's Um, had it gone. Let's keep going. Okay. So the New Age Outlaws reformed, which is something we didn't talk about. This also had the reformation of the New Age Outlaws, which was something that nobody thought was going to happen again. And not only that, but they picked up the the win against the Rock and Saw Connection, which was huge. They beat the Rock and Mick Foley. Big. So fair play, big. big, and it it was the longest match as well of the whole night, which is also something that was very surprising. Uh, they picked up the win in six and a half minutes. I love the little angle where uh, Mick Foley's knee gave out, mm. and then he hit the Fame Master. I thought that was really a really creative win where. They actually won rather than were beaten from skill or, you know, shenanigans. Like, literally, Mick Foley's weakness was exploited and the fan master was hit. It was really cool. You know, I got to say that um, I never thought of Mick Foley as, like, a true main eventer because, like, you know, I see him as he is, like, you know, a comedic. But to actually see him in these episodes is kind of totally changing my mindset regarding that as well. It, you know, again, it's a context thing where like, yep. I never really understood why mankind winning the belt was the one spoiler that would get people to switch over and, you know, lead to the end of the Monday night wars rating wise. And now that I get to watch him in his prime constantly in the main event, now I get it. Like if you were watching yeah. WCW, you know what's happening in WWE. You're paying attention to both. You're flipping back and forth. And so, man, like I've read his books, but it wasn't until I watched for some reason this episode where I went, uh, okay, it's I almost get like, why it's people a, care. It's almost like I pick good episodes to watch. Yeah, this is the equivalent of World War Three, and you can go f yourself. Hey, hey, hey! No, it is not. <laughs> no, get Blast. the f out, right? That's not. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Look, it's one of those things that Mick Foley gets lost in the shuffle. Of uh, of WWE history, you know, and we lost Dave is still there, but we've lost Dave. Is he back? Oh, there yeah, he I'm is. back. No, I, back. I thought I saw a spider on the wall, so I. Was I, I, was, I was, I was going to. wasn't. It was just a spot. So I was. I was going to go to the back of my video store, Dave, and get a drink. But no, okay. no you don't have time, man. I'm back. <laughs> no, time. Leave, the, back. leave the red Twizzlers. I'm just, just, it's okay. It's are you good. are you a red vine or a Twizzler chap? We have neither. Well, that ends that conversation. Back to the oh, no, I, I, I've had both. I like, Twiz- I, I like Twizzlers, but we don't. Do. They, how much do they cost here? They cost about four euros, which is equivalent to like six dollars. So you do have them. You just don't. Want to yeah, them. you just you just don't buy them like you would in the States because they're so ridiculous. It's like Lucky Charms. Mm. Technically, you can get them here, but they cost about 10 euro a box. Mm. So you're not, maybe, you're not maybe shipping costs. Are expensive between America and <laughs> well, 
maybe maybe actually funny story uh taxes now are a big thing so if you buy something from the uk you get hit with a massive round of taxes yeah so that's fun that's fun but anyway uh moving on midian and viscera defeated triple h in a two-on-one casket match so this was funny like i didn't think no they didn't would triple h win this one yeah oh sorry um Wikipedia, whoever no, whoever wrote this is wrong. Yeah, Triple H did win this one, and then he won yeah, the he, yeah 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 because yeah. he had he had uh, whatever one of them in the casket. Vince came out and said, "No, you have to get both of them in the casket." And he yes, did. yes, 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 he yeah. did. He did. It was like less th- less than two minutes, so it was very fast. China there you go, people who think I don't actually watch the product. How dare you? Yeah, sorry. Um, it's I my try own to say fault for the camera, not the mic, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it was, it was my own fault for reading it off the screen. Um, Hardcore Holly defeated. Al Snow in a weird hardcore smudge. It wasn't very good. Um, I love Big Boss Man came out though and was just wrecking the place. Uh, that this would obviously set the kind of a hell match, which we all know how that turned out. Check out our show where we review Unforgiven. Not well. Um, Triple H defeated Mankind in the weirdest boiler brawl I've ever seen. Now, there wasn't many of them. There was I like, like the promo though. The yeah, promo, promo, was, promo was good. The shine it and hit him over the head. <laughs> But here's what was cool, right? This was like the second Boiler Room Brawl match of 1999. The first one was, was at WrestleMania. Um, but there's all, I think there was only four. There wasn't many. There was I, I want to say there was both. There's only 1996. And then I think there was only... I, there might have even been three. I'm not too sure. But they were extremely rare. And that was what was cool about this show was they're like, whoa, they're, they're going to the Boiler Room Brawl. That's a weird match. Um, to pick so it was cool and you know what I'm going to say something controversial here they should bring it back not with Mick Foley obviously but I think they should do Boiler Room Brawls because you can just have them in arenas Kane had a couple didn't he I don't think so I don't think so like look look it up there Dave if you can if you can Um, but yeah man I thought it was a cool match Um, it was really good the ending of it was weird and I remember the ending of it being weird but I didn't really remember the ending until I watched it again where Mick Foley's obviously too far away and when it happened I'm like there's no way he's jumping on Triple H he's way too far and then he kind of like loses his footing and then someone comes over and hits him with something and then he falls off and Triple H just kind of walks out silly ending I think Mankind should have just walked out instead of trying to to get that big spot but look it was what it was gave Triple H the victory so he was two no hold on hold on isn't this what tied him this is what tied him yeah two, this two. is what tied him two two so he'd have to win the next match or that would be it right wait, wait am but I wrong that, about the am I wrong about the the cast match I swore I mean I just watched I t- no hold on ago. so he he won the Inferno match Yes. He lost against Big Show. Yes. He won the, the yeah. He did win the casket match, and he and he won the no no. He did lost the casket match. How did he lose the, the, the casket match? He lost the casket match, and he won the boiler room brawl and won against the Rock. I thought he lost the boiler room brawl. I knew no. He won the boiler room brawl. We're we're so professionals. We're professionals. We swear we what we didn't watch this. We did. We watched it. I watched it today. Um, I, I literally our show started yeah. 10 minutes late because I was finishing yep. watching this tonight no, anyway you're wrong no no I'm not I'm right there's no no nope. nope. okay so Chris Jericho 
anyway, the moral of the story is if Triple H wins the next match, he goes through. If he loses, he doesn't. We're we're tied two for two. Uh, Triple H, uh, sorry, Chris Jericho with Curtis Hughes. This would be like one of the last appearances of yeah, Chris Jericho's floozy. Um, he defeated. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, yep. people who thought I was paying any attention to Darren, no, I went back to watch the ending of that match. Yeah, right. okay. he lost the casket match. I stand yep. amended. Apologies. He got body dropped by Viscera like four times, then they rolled it yep. in. Okay. So Chris, so Chris Sorry, Jericho. Guys. Chris Jericho oh, with crap. Curtis I froze Hughes. it on a picture of China. That's not something I want in my visuals. <laughs> there we go. I'll take I'm just going to let Dave keep going. No, I'm good. I'm good. Are we good? Can, can I keep going? Okay. Yeah. What's AJ Styles up to? <laughs> Probably jobbing in WCW at this point. Um, okay. So Chris Jericho, with one of the last appearances of his floozy, Curtis Hughes, defeats Ken Shamrock in a first blood match. This is so upsetting. The last appearance of Ken Shamrock ever in WWE. And for nearly 20 years, 21 years, in professional wrestling. This devastated me because like it wasn't until two or three months later where I'm like, where's Ken Shamrock? Why hasn't he come back? What's going on? The man just left and he never told anyone he was gone. That's the kind of things you don't realize as a kid. It's like, okay, my character's off my show. He'll be back. Like, yeah. Um, like, no. That said, come on, I give it up to Chris Jericho for an ingenious yeah. gimmick. Now, I love the way Chris Jericho even then was still Chris Jericho. Like the way he walks out to the ring, it's like, that's still Chris Jericho. He's still doing it. Like he's still Chris Jericho. You know what I mean? Um, he was acting like he was the world champion from day one. From day one. Yeah. 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 He was like, I'm you the know biggest what? deal. If he didn't, he probably would never have been. But here's the thing. This is the last time that Chris Jericho would get a bit of a push in WWE until Survivor Series. Cause he kind of disappeared for a month or two. Um, and in his book, he talks about it where he's just like, yeah, he had nothing for him. So it's kind of weird like because he, he, he would kind of bounce between these weird... He, he had a fantastic match against X-Pac on Unforgiven. But, you know, it was random. There was He wasn't really doing anything. He wasn't even in No Mercy, you know, the the actual show. Well, but yeah, man. He wasn't in the video game, my heart would say. No, he wasn't in the video game. He was. Um, but yeah, man. So look, it was a good match. Um you're welcome, everybody who played as Este Rios. <laughs> I did. Didn't know him as a wrestler, but he, at least he had the luchador moves. That, blow, that blows my mind. You don't know who Este Rios is. It's crazy. Um, okay. Triple A, you will actually. He, he pops up from time to time. You I've will. I've seen him once. He yeah, always he had will. a ballet, right? Yeah, it was Lita. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Lita made her debut. I'm sorry, you missed it. I asked if you had a valet, not a... Anyway, what was uh, next on this, man? So, the me- so okay, in between this, the British Bulldog, our boy, shows up. Oh, backstage, yep, gotcha. He shows up. And remember, this would kind of set up what happens at uh, Rebellion, where he throws the trash can at Stephanie McMahon and Ban Jackson. Um, yeah, man, so look, this was, this was it. He showed up and he was like, I want my title shot. I want my title shot. Okay, you can have a title shot. You're going to replace The Undertaker in the six-pack challenge. And he does. But he also wants to be the special guest referee against Triple H and The Rock. Now, Brahma Bull wrote match. Now, remember, they already had a strap match at Fully Loaded, which we will talk mm-hmm. about uh, we when we go back. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, like check out our conversation about this already in the past shows. But I thought this was a decent match. It's the longest out of all the the gauntlets. It's the longest one, and it's obviously it has to be because it's the main event. But um, I thought this was a very fun match. The Rock's second appearance of the night um, had a lot to do. It was a really fun experiment. I liked the bulldog in it, but it wouldn't be my it wouldn't be my match tonight kind of thing. But got the job done. Triple H walks out the victor thanks to the bulldog, basically full on interference. And um, yeah, that was it. So Triple H is the victor in the Herculean gauntlet, and he would go on to Unforgiven, and we'd have the best ever video package from. Uh, Tribulation Rock. Actually, as it's one thing I say. Get, as long as you get the original music and not the network music. Exactly. One thing, though, Rebellion was after Unforgiven. Just need to put that into perspective because oh, I got it? the time drop. Yeah, because remember, Triple H. I was like, two would days have, before that seems crazy. Yeah. To the remember, UK. remember Triple H would have the belt. He'd be the champion of the face, face the rock. So, yeah, I was wrong about that. But still, so very, Triple very close. Was the heel, right? Yeah, so not, not, yeah. Not, not for me, he wasn't. Well, no, but, I mean, storyline-wise. You know, so story to have wise. a heel do this kind of makes the fans eventually, by the end of the episode, want to cheer for him, which is weird. And the only way they can really subvert this is by putting much bigger face stars for him to challenge. And I know I made a comment earlier that could have been taken as a slight, but actually I meant in all sincerity. Um, not only three moves, but... Triple H is a fantastic sports entertainer. I don't think anybody will ever argue that unless they have a grudge. Um, as far as an in-ring performer, he's got the psychology down. He knows how to work. Best a of match. all time. Well, now he's no Shane McMahon. But my point here is that move-wise, I still hate him. <laughs> move, you know, move-wise, you know, he's got like ten, a dozen that he uses. A lot of them are signature to him, which is cool. I mean, it's better to do signature moves for yourself, like a high knee, than throwing in like 10 different moves at the okay, audience. But one, one thing, let one me thing finish. I, let me finish. No, 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 you don't know where I'm going. Let me finish. No, no. Okay, 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 okay. Bad, Dara. Okay. No, what did you want to say? No, go on. No, of course point. I'm not going to let you finish. <laughs> let me say what I'm going to say. My point here is that Triple H, very limited in terms of actual move set. Very talented in how to apply his move set. Would you disagree? Be quiet. Disagree? No, I disagree. I know you. Of course, you disagree. You probably think that whatever. So, um, my point here is that the fact that these were all different gimmick matches throughout the night allowed it so that us as an audience didn't have to watch just the same fourteen moves being used in a typical fight because mm. that's what you do on SmackDown. I'm not saying he doesn't know hundreds and hundreds of moves. Of course he does, but the ones he actually does in the ring is very limited just because, you know, he's trying to tell a story. He's more focused on the psychology. So by having the gimmick matches, we got to see him explore more territory than we normally would. And it wasn't just like, okay, decent wrestler, Great sports entertainer. This was like, okay, Triple H can mend. And I think we'll even see this later in his career as almost all of his matches turn into No Holds Barred or Hell in the Cells and things like that. He's excellent, but much, much better in gimmicks because they, they, yeah. okay. they can hide right. his flaws. Is which, my point. Which, which are none. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I do agree with you. You are right. Like To be fair, watching... There's a weird parallel to this. He did this a couple of years later on. Uh, 
2007, no mercy. Remember when he had the he won the belt three times in one night yes. with Randy Orton. That was amazing. That was such a cool thing. I marked out so hard for that. It was unbelievable. I remember I just started college, and I specifically went home to watch that. <laughs> I, I was that. like, this yeah, is I remember this. This was uh, so this good. Was, I think that was one of the first pay per views I watched in college and had to. Yeah, it was for me too. Find yeah. means of accessing because I could not through my normal college yeah. system. It was not i wasn't trying to, but i mean i had no other option there was no way yeah. for me to actually send. there was no network no wb network right. yeah exactly yep. different so, world but anyway um no you are right like and i think this is remember like i find i find gauntlet matches very boring for that specific reason you'd have anybody Shawn michaels chris Benoit, daniel bryan oh, i hate watching I hate, even AJ Styles I hate watching any of the same guy just out there doing the same thing because it's very boring but doing it this way is really cool because you're like oh wow okay right I haven't seen these matches a lot and I definitely haven't seen and here's the thing as well this was like the fifth episode of Smackdown you know I did sense I was going to ask you about it's that very very around. very early episode of Smackdown and maybe that's why the enthusiasm is so high and Cole is super excited like yeah he had a different vibe um, on this show than you would get if you tune into SmackDown. Not just him, just in general. The whole show had this bigger-than-life vibe that now it's, you know, you turn it on yep. and I guess this is my Friday wrestling. Great. Yep. Cool. I'll have some wings and watch you, I guess. I don't, you know. Yeah, there's no there's no attachment to it. You know what I mean? Like, at least this way, you're yeah. like, cool, we've got this. we got this great product. and it's And one thing as well, like, you know, this was on UPN. This was on like free, free, free TV. Hella free TV. Uh, and, you know, this was something that you, if when you're, if you're over here in Ireland, you would tune in and watch it on, um, on Saturday morning. Saturday morning is when you would watch this, you know. Um, so it was cut initially when I watched it. They cut it down. But it, I think the X-Pac thing was cut. Because that was excessive, excessively violent. I was um, shocked that I was allowed to be on network television in 1999. This is like, whatever, I'm not going to call myself old again. But if you're our age, you know what we mean by they allowed that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, man, like one of those things where you're watching it and you're like, this is cool. But overall, the show wasn't something that um, a lot of people would would really kind of come back to you know uh after a while it would lose that it would lose that um vibe over the next couple of years but definitely when smackdown kicked off it was supposed to be this big behemoth you know um so look man uh, overall great show one of the best episodes of smackdown super important show in general um but what would you give this uh, on our scale which is usually you know uh, we'll rate this as a pay-per-view because this was a pay-per-view quality show you make it difficult, Dara. You just drop the rating. Hmm. I mean, if this was, if we, if I was grading this as a SmackDown, it's a you know, ten out of ten, epic seal of approval. Um, if I'm comparing this to pay-per-views, it's an eight out of ten. But I mean, come on. That's not really, I don't think it should be in that category. I, I don't, this is one of the mm. best episodes of wrestling television that's been produced in the history of humanity, period. Yep. It's a 10 out of 10. 
Uh, is it as good as the fan? Like, you know, I, I'm a pyro guy. I'm a, I love the big events. And so there are certain things that will never match up to that sort of perfection and it'll hang around the eight or nine. But if I do this as a show, I mean, this is, this is a 10 out of 10. No, no, no question. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I think it's a 10 out of 10. It, if you've never seen this before, make it your business to do so. Cause it is one of those shows where you're like, I have to watch this. I have to see what this is. This is something they should actually dust off and show again because they, you know, this is something that gets, it got lost. I forgot about it for 20 years. Um, yeah, if so. there weren't, without going too in depth on how television contracts work, if they weren't obligated by Fox and USA to put out live episodes in order to get the agreed upon sums of money that they signed, yeah. um, I would not complain for a second if they decided we're just going to start airing from 1998 to 2000 and whenever. Told this is situations taken care of. Yep, they should do that. Been, yep, you can't, they they can't because they would lose billions of dollars in the process. So I'm glad that the network's here. Well, it's um, it's honestly what I think would be better as a network show. They should have people from the ad, like cut back on even the scale of the shows you have to do and like fuse them together. So instead of having all the shows that they have have NXT SmackDown Raw but then do stuff weekly where you're like hey we're gonna just watch some of the old shows and talk about them I like, love that that'd like be they cool. do you know they do that on um, even American Idol did it where they would have like yep. the contestants come on and then talk about okay this is what I was thinking about during my audition that you just mm-hmm. watched this is why I chose that and it would be really cool to get that kind of I mean can you imagine Triple H and you know, rock, and and the rock sitting around the yep. table and just discussing, okay, this is what was going through our minds. Like we, you know, I don't mind if you break the fourth wall and say this kind of happened. And I, I, that's the kind of stuff I love watching, especially now it's, I think it feeds well into another show we have here on the network called from the dark, because it, mm. it kind of gives you that backstory where, you know, there's some political uh, wrestling, political, let me be straight, some wrestling political stuff behind the scenes. And it's fun to explore um, those types of things. So I'd love Absolutely. to see something like that from the network. Uh, absolutely. And I think they should, you know, that that would be, that's what, if I was, uh, if I had access to that, that's what I would do. But obviously, that you know, every theme song to a metal cover of some sort. Not every theme song, because obviously it doesn't need to be done, but definitely any show team. You know, having the hippity hop isn't as inti- intimidating as a good metal track. Hippity hop is I, okay. So I didn't think this hop. would come up, but I loved the intro for this episode of SmackDown. Yeah. Hold on a minute. It was Have really you never good. seen that? Um, no. You've By the time I watched nev- it, it was WWE, not F. So I was. Did You've not never see. seen the. Intro. I haven't seen anything. Oh my pre-fits. god! Like oh my, my god! My SmackDown starts like. Until the fisting actually occurs, I was not into SmackDown at all. Like pre-fisting, missed it all. Post-fisting, I was in there deep. Oh, Jesus. Um, We're so demonetized, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Um, Anyway, no, look. You could have just left it. I was trying really hard. (laughs) (laughs) But, but. Um, I, that is true, though. That's that. I don't know how else to describe it. People know yeah, what I'm no, talking about. Right. There was a giant dying fist on the. In, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking. I'm talking about history, folks. You can't, you can't, you can't. You know, it's commentary no. on history. What do you want? 
But what I was saying is that's that's wild that you don't have that history with SmackDown. I remember with SmackDown they like before is when I started. I remember the first episode of SmackDown. I remember watching it every Saturday. That team music is crazy. I was so sad when they changed it. I remember when Rhino gored Chris Jericho true. That's that that's that. I remember making that set of cardboard as a kid because he never released it. He only released it much later on. Um, yeah, man, it's that's crazy. Wow. But there you go. You know, it, this is great to be able to do that. Like SmackDown was this whole thing that you know. I think it in the twenty years after it was a show, it's lost a lot of its identity. But going back and watching from nineteen ninety nine, you can really see what they were kind of going for. And yeah, I love old SmackDown team music. It's the best. It's actually in the current WWE games as well. You can actually pick it. What bothers you the most? Now we're talking about themes. Let's drop these. Okay. Let's talk about symbols. Okay. Talking about the okay. way WWE, this is a great way, I think, to close the show actually on this note since we got into it. Um, periodically, once every you know three or four years, WWE will change their logo. And mm. that traditionally is when they change the theme song. Let's leave the mm. songs off to the side for a moment. I'm sure we all have favorites. Um, what is the logo for WWE or F change that made you the most like, well, that sucks. Why'd they do that? Um, when they got rid of, obviously when they dropped from WWF to WWE, that was huge. That right. was like, was like, what the, what? This is weird. But, you know, they still had the scratch logo mm-hmm. and I still like the scratch logo. I think yeah. it, it works fine. It's perfect. Um, the the PG one I didn't like. I like the current one because it looks kind of. Do you? Yeah, it looks kind of current. Like it, it makes sense. It's like a 2020 company. You know what I mean? Like modern internet facing. It kind of has that feel to it. But the, know, to the, me, it just looks like kind of a. See, that's my least favorite. Um, and I guess because it just kind of looks like a Wonder Woman symbol. I'm not sure no, what I'm going for. It's well, too clean. I don't want my wrestling that clean and sanitized and bias and pay nine ninety nine. That's, what, that's just what, what it shouts, and I but don't that's, but like that's it. What it. But that's what it is. Yeah, I know that's what it is, Derek. I just don't that, like it. That's, I know, but like the when you had the scratched logo for years in the middle of the WWE's PG era, it made no sense. It was like this is it makes no sense. Have to be something that I can make on Photoshop in five minutes, or could they have hired somebody (laughs) professionally that wasn't just an intern thinking like maybe I'll get that writing job? Like I don't. I don't think they care. (laughs) No, they don't. You know, but it costs a lot of money to put that on your jets. So you know, it'd be nice if it was a a good symbol. You know, but um, yeah, no, I don't know, man. But I would say do things that Dave cares about that literally nobody else pays attention to. What I would say is, guys, if you haven't seen this show, go out of your way to watch it. If you're if you're following this show and you watch it week to week or listen to it week to week and you kind of want the key that unlocks a lot of the bits that we kind of left out, this will do it for you. This will this will be the whole uh this will be the, the missing link for a lot of stuff. And also it's a it's one of the best wrestling one of the best WWE produced shows, T V shows they've ever done. I, I agree 100%. Um, the only thing I think we really missed was, um, what do you think about that China segment? Yeah, well, yeah. Jeff Jarrett showed up and it was a good time. China showed up and it was a less of a good time. Um, I, did, I didn't understand the pants thing. She wears the I'm, pants. Yeah, no, I get that. But isn't her whole character supposed to be about like, 
I'm woman female roar and then... yeah yeah see this it slowly would transition away from that to sex change jokes with Chris Jericho and then would go full blown she starts going to, for the women's title she falls in love with Eddie Guerrero and then the whole Mama Cita thing and then by the end of the actually there she would be going for a women's title against Right to Censor um, yeah yeah, no, she, she moves away very quickly from what she was doing with Triple H because they break up very soon after this. And uh, everything changes for a lot of reasons. But yeah. You think she was buried because of Triple H's relationship with Stephanie and Jealousy? I don't think she was buried as such. I just think she had done everything that she was going to do. Like you said this as well. You thought China was like way better than she actually was. And then you watch right. her and she's dire. I think China's range was very limited. She was the first one through the wind, the first one through the door, and fair play to her for doing it. But this might not come up again while you're thinking about it. So, how do I say this? Um, what I'm not sure what the years were, so I'd kind of want to match them up on her career. I imagine it'd be like 2000 ish, but um, if you know, you know. So. When the video was released, did that have an obvious impact on her character's portrayal on TV? The video at X-Pac? Yes. Oh, no, that didn't, that didn't matter. I think that was years after she was gone from WWE. Okay. Yeah, that had not. That, that was a mad... Uh, by 2001, by 2002, China was gone, basically. She was completely yes. afterthought, gone. Um, it was just weird that they just didn't acknowledge her or... Anything. She I think. I, I think. I mean, I, I think understand there, later in life why. But. Yeah, I think there was stuff with Stephanie and that kind of thing, but she really didn't help herself. You know, and then it just got worse and worse and worse. Where you just couldn't bring her back. There's just, there was no way. She would turn up on Impact randomly, but really, yeah, she has. Yeah, dude, in early TNA, everyone showed up. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah man look it was what it was I would just say this is the last big gasp for Jeff Jarrett and for China in a weird way they both do their best career work now and then that's kind of it Jeff Jarrett would obviously come back in TNA and have a phenomenal run in TNA but you know I, I loved Jarrett as like the uber heel like he was so easy to hate even as a kid but what he was doing in the ring, you're like, well, you're you're horrific. Like, <laughs> this is horrible. But that's the whole point. You're supposed to hate these guys. Like Triple H, you're like, ah oh, no, go on, look, you're a legend. You know? But like that was the difference. You know, I, I think actually funny enough, Jeff Jarrett was a more effective field than Triple H. Yeah, well, that was the problem with this episode is I didn't feel Enough. hatred for Triple H. I, I'm, no. I'm telling you, and I know I know it's our age now, but I literally looked at it like this is a child trying to prove to his future like father-in-law like i don't just deserve your daughter but i can i can be a mainstay in your company yeah like, well i think, I think and maybe i'm looking kind of... in it maybe i'm going too deep but then again it's wrestling so i really don't think i'm going too deep like that kind of stuff really matters with these people see i think you're looking at it for basically the, the meta narrative was triple h was still trying to prove himself as the game right he was trying to and that's what he was trying to do the whole stephanie thing that would come much later on that would come like four or five months later on but um, it was kind of a case of, remember, like at the beginning of the year, Triple H wasn't even involved. 
He wouldn't become well, right. involved. I mean, he was still being you know, essentially punished from the curtain calls. So I mean, yeah. So he would he wouldn't become involved until SummerSlam when he was like, oh, I am, and then he crippled Stone Cold with the chair. You know, this was this was his real kind of like debutante year, and then 2000 would be his year full stop. But anyway, we'll get to that, guys. Wrestling is amazing. We love wrestling, and this show proves why we love wrestling and modern WDB proves why we do not like wrestling um, but yeah we'll be back next week to talk about uh, Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill um, also there's like I did a little small clip on the channel this week we're probably going to do some for like new stories that pop up that we might not get to so if you guys would like that let us know uh, the engagement was pretty good subscribe to the channel if you're listening to the true pain channel and you don't know what we're talking about go or subscribe uh the wrestling rewind.com will take you to our youtube channel subscribe there and that would be awesome because then you'll get more content uh so yeah next week we have hard to kill coming up and then it's all eyes towards the royal rumble which i think is the week after but we don't know what we're going to cover yet just yet dave i haven't decided yet but we do have a great feature on the channel called um posts so we can actually post what's up so that's where we're going to be doing it an overhaul of our social media is coming which obviously i finally got around to fixing the the production values here on the channel so we will be doing an overhaul of social media so keep an eye on the channel and our social media if you're following us there and uh, we'll get into that as well again thank you to phoenix fm obviously the true penny channel and to you guys who support us and help us and make it easy for us to uh, engage with you, but also give us a good drive to be able to go forward and relive this amazing time. So, uh, yeah. Dave, anything shock you want to add? Us. You, you guys continue to shock us week by week. Um, keep it up. Good fan interaction coming up. We love it. Um, really encouraging to see that more of you are paying attention each week. So. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Dave Stevens and, uh, you know, you know, hashtag save Dave hashtag, uh, only hands. That's my phrase for the week. That's I don't it. know if you've caught on, just then, <laughs> you know, that's you know. what I'm going for tonight, basically. But yeah, hashtag Absolutely. save Dave. And, um, you can check out my only hands account by going. To... <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a thing next week, Dave, we're going to be sad. I, I'll be sad too, especially to. after we talked about the SmackDown set. I mean, it just Absolutely. almost like it, was planned to play into that particular gimmicky joke maybe maybe but guys uh, again do subscribe to the channel below if you're listening to us on the true penny channel thank you so much if you listen to us on there to no media thank you very much go over and join us live what are you doing you know come on go over and join us live in the chat because that would be great there's saying it now too and come on just, just yeah come on. come on just do it just do it just come do on it. um but yeah guys we'll be back next week so for my co-host mr dave stevens we will see you next week here on the wrestling rewind bye guys Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.